Hey, what's up? This is Coach Dan. This is my podcast. This is going to focus on leadership specifically. We're going to be talking leadership in roller derby. And specifically, we're going to be talking about leadership and coaching in small leagues. Getting the most you can out of the sport, the most you can out of your people, providing the great experience that you're looking for. going to share some of what I've learned over five seasons and counting. Mistakes, triumphs, tips that work, practical tools, and philosophies. All right, let's hit it. So this last weekend, I took a ride up to Marquette, Michigan. Marquette, Michigan, home of Dead River Roller Derby, league named DRD, taking on a team I used to coach. I coached them for four years, the small town outlaws from Kalkaska, Michigan. And the game was a very lopsided game. Uh, One team came, entered to do battle, Uh, I'd say that they battled with purpose and that they battled with focus and that they definitely have a lot of talent. There's no taking away from that. And the other team, while I know they are talented and I know what they are capable of, I've coached them for many years. This would be small town. Uh, They played a very, I I would say that they played a, a very different game from what Dead River played. And Dead River won by a very comfortable margin. And we're going to talk a little bit about kind of the contrast in these in these situations. Uh, something that formed my coaching philosophy and the responsibility I take as a coach very early on was something I heard while listening. Uh, I was listening to a sports show and they were talking about a football coach, um, a football coach here in Michigan. And uh, this coach, actually, some of you might know this. Um, when it was the year that Michigan football team lost to Appalachian State, a team that was unranked in college football. And they beat Michigan, a team that was ranked number five in the nation in football in in the NCAA Division I. It was the first time that a a ranked team in Division I ever lost to a team that wasn't even in Division I. And the coach that day, I remember he said, uh, that the players weren't ready to play and that that was his responsibility to make sure that the players are ready to play. And I, I, I remembered that quote and I always took it to heart when I became a coach. I took it as my responsibility to make sure that their players were ready to play. Unfortunately, that was not spelled out very well. Uh, there was a lot left uh out of that conversation. For example, I thought that having the players ready to play meant that they had the appropriate pep talk and the appropriate, um, I don't know, that they had their numbers markered on and that they, their gear check went fine and that I had said the right words to pump them up and that we had practiced a few dozen times. You know, I, what, what more could getting them ready to play mean? What could that actually mean? And I've learned over time that it means a lot more than those things because having a team ready to play is more about what they believe as a unit, as a group. I've I've found that 
getting a team really ready to play means getting grown, sometimes very cynical adults to believe that ridiculous things are true. Let me say that again. Getting your team ready to play sometimes means getting grown, often cynical, uh, skeptical adults. These are, you know, they have their own opinions. You've got to get them to believe things that are kind of ridiculous. You've got to get them to believe those things are true. I'm going to get into more about this. I'm going to spell it out a little bit more. All right. Right now, it's all a little vague. And you're like, what is this guy talking about? We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. So I'm going to start with a quote. Just a little quote I'm pulling off the internet. I, I first heard it in a coaching book. It's uh, credited here to G.K. Chesterton. I don't know a lot about G.K. Chesterton, but I love the quote. And I've heard it now in a few books. And if you haven't heard it or something like it, you probably need to. It says, the true soldier fights not because he hates what is in front of him, but because he loves what is behind him. One more time. The true soldier fights not because he hates what is in front of him, but because he loves what is behind him. When I apply this to sports, when I think about my team and how they perform and how I can help them perform, the message is very clear. Um, you don't, if you want peak performance out of your team, you don't get it by riling them up to get in some big slugfest battle with their rival team, the team that they are opposed to. Uh, you can, I've seen this happen, uh, but I find in roller derby specifically, specifically in dealing with uh, majority women in roller derby, that it's very short-term results. Getting them angry and fired up to defeat, batter, and bruise another team has kind of a limited shelf life. There's only so much of that a team really wants to do before they, um, before it just doesn't push them any further. On the other hand, what they're saying here is you will get the absolute best both out of soldiers and taking it to sports out of your team by reminding them about what, what is behind them, what they are part of, who they are with. You have to get them to love and believe in your league and your team. Now, some of you um, may just say that that's easier set. You know, that some of you that may come easy, but I think most of us, if we've been in leadership for any amount of time, and uh, we're at any a stage in our life where we've been through a few things, a few heartbreaks, disappointments, failures, it's a lot easier said than done to really believe in the people that you're going to battle with and to really believe in the coaches that are putting you out there. So a lot of, I think, I think what many teams have done right is they found ways to stress what they believe when and what they fight for. So when we went out to the after party and we got to hang out with some of the dead river skaters and some of the small town skaters uh, from multiple players on dead river, I heard, I heard something over and over again. And uh, the first one who said it, I was kind of surprised. And by the third one who said it, I was like, all right, this is this is for real. So my wife is talking to a, a skater, and she said that we have a new mission statement, and we all really believe in that. And my wife 
uh, you know, my ears kind of perked up mission statements. Wasn't that like about 10, 15 years ago, every company had to get a mission statement. It was big in like the business books community, the self-help, right? I was like, okay, they got, they got themselves a mission statement. And uh, my wife right away said, yeah, I read it in your program and it's really excellent, right? And my wife is not the person who usually, I, at least in my experience, usually reads and remembers these things. So she noticed it and this skater believes in it. Okay, that's interesting. So by the, by the third person we talked to from Dead River that evening, they all brought up the mission statement without being asked. They all said right away that we wrote a new mission statement. It means a lot to us in so many words, of course, paraphrasing. And I was like, all right, I got to go read this thing. Thankfully, I kept a program for myself, as I often do. So I got it for you here. Let's take a, let's take a look at this here today for everybody. The Marquette Area Women's Roller Derby League's mission is to promote inner strength and athletic success through a commitment to hard work while supporting an atmosphere of respect for our league, our teammates, and ourselves. There's a lot of really powerful stuff in there. Um, promote inner strength, athletic success, hard work, respect for our league, our teammates, and ourselves. A lot of things in there that if you, if you, can, t if you can live by that and embody that, that is, that is some powerful stuff, both to motivate you and to make you feel good about what you do. Now, so I... I totally understand that out there somewhere right now, there's some cynical people and I can't blame you. Some people listening to this right now is just like, that's a bunch of flowery words. And it's important to know that most people come to roller derby this way. These are adults. These are people who have been making their own decisions and forming their own opinions for some time. They're used to it. When you are a child and you go out for sports, hopefully if you have a good mom and dad, they tell you to listen to your coach and do whatever the coach says for the good of the team. Hopefully you've got good parents who did that. Mine did. This is because there is no time right now to explain all the complicated things that go into building a team and go into playing sports, all the group dynamics, uh, what is right, what is wrong. So you give the kids something very simple. Do this. Your coach will play you more if you do this. You know, maybe you dangle a carrot in front of them. Just do what they say. Now, what if that kid turned around to you and right away said, well, what if they don't appreciate me? What if, what if they behave in this way that doesn't agree with my values? What if the team values this certain type of behavior that I strongly disagree with? What if it promotes this or that or something else? What if the coach uses foul language? What if the players bully other kids? Then do I still have to do what they say? You'd be like, man, kid, stop. Stop asking so many questions. Just do what I say, right? That's a kid. That's a child learning, learning a game, learning, uh, learning about sports, about group and team dynamics. By the time that kid grows up, and decides that they're gonna try to do something uh, and join this local crazy thing called roller derby that sounds like it could be pretty fun. Uh, they've been through a lot. They formed a lot of their own beliefs and opinions about the world. 
they don't trust everything they see, read, and they don't believe in everyone they meet. Who can blame them? Since they were children, they have been psychologically manipulated every day by companies trying to sell them things, make them believe things to get them to part with their money. They've had their heart broken a few times. They've believed in people that have let them down. They've suffered, in most likelihood, extreme disappointments and gone through things that they believe only they can understand. Every person comes to roller derby this way. Telling that person to shut up and do it for the good of the team and just believe what we believe is not going to work. It's going to fail. The process of getting players and therefore a team ready to play, I said, means getting them to believe things that sound a little ridiculous. A little crazy if met with a cynical mind and a cynical ear. And a, the only way you're going to get them from that entering cynicism with those walls up is uh, by just... You have to inspire them to believe it is what it is. You got to make them want to believe it. They have to know it's in their best interest to be a part of it. Absolutely. For whatever reason, whatever Dead River had to go through to get to the point where they rewrote this mission statement and the people involved got behind it, I guarantee it wasn't easy. There was probably a lot of brutally honest moments, and it was probably very painful. And have they come out stronger? If you look at the track, I would argue that yes, they have. If you go to their after party, I can tell you this was a group I was often had my guard up around. I, I wouldn't say that they always had bad attitudes or nothing like that, but they definitely had an edge on the track. And they weren't, it wasn't, it wasn't always a group that I was sure I really wanted to be around, but this group that I saw and got to be around, got the pleasure, the privilege of being around at this after party was very different. They were on a completely different uh, wavelength and they were all on that wavelength and they were positive. They were excited. You can say that's easy after you win and you win a big game and you're right. But uh, I've also been on plenty of teams and known plenty of teams that could win games and they still spend their time at the after party, nitpicking, complaining, arguing about playtime, things like that. So it's not, it's not given that you win and you're happy. That much I know for sure. Going on with this mission statement stuff, going on with making your team believe in something, making them fight for what's behind them, which they truly love instead of hating what's in front of them. I can, one of my favorite examples is the Rose City Wheels of Justice. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you know who they are. And I'm sure you've watched some games, former world champions. Uh, if you've watched their games, you know about their intro. All right. They get that guy to do the cool voice. I can't do it. I wish I could. That voice would be awesome. And I would love to do that. It's something like, in a world. It's, it's like all raspy and totally awesome. It's the uh, trailer voice for all the big disaster movies, right? And uh, I guarantee you, it's a, and it is a scripted one. It's something that they press play on, I believe, not an announcer who does it. So they selected every all the words of this intro. They say that they have traveled the world. And he says, 
They are fighting for honor, for each other, and for the Rose City. They are fighting for honor, for each other, and for the Rose City. Now, as a person who tries to come up with inspiring, neat things to say, to get people motivated, to hopefully act in their own best interest, I... I can look at this sentence and I'm confident these words were chosen carefully because it's not the first thing that comes to mind. You know, Superman fights for like catchphrases that stick, like Superman fights for truth, justice, and the American way, right? But whoever picked this out, whether it was revised, voted on, I don't know, but what they came out with sounds really good, right? Fighting for honor for each other. Those are things worth fighting about. That works. If you believe that your team is among the very best, if you believe that by being with them means you are among the very best, then you believe something pretty outrageous, pretty crazy. It's interesting in that the more you believe it, the truer it becomes, the more likely it is to be true. Because a team that plays with the type of mentality that they will battle for each other no matter what, that that team is a better team. Somebody, somebody who's out on the track just playing for self-interest, for stats, for personal whatevers, will only go so far. They will go to the point of discomfort. They will get to the point where they are no longer comfortable, happy, or getting what they think they want, and they will stop because their interest only goes as far as their own personal needs. But it but somebody out there fighting for the people around them, right? They're not going to quit. They're not going to break. They're not going to give up on the game plan, and they're not going to give up on what they've been trained to do. They're going to put everything out there because they know the people around them need them to, and they know the people around them are putting that out for them. This is a crazy thing to get those, like I said, to get cynical adults to believe, but it is where the true magic of the game is made. I can tell you that the outlaw teams that I coached, there were plenty of games where afterwards I was like, they just didn't want to play. And I would, I would kick myself. I, I, I would absolutely beat myself up. Why? Why was that? What did I do wrong? I'm one of those obnoxious people who take responsibility for everything. Uh, when something doesn't go my way, you can probably think of a hundred reasons it was out of my control. And I'll be sitting there dwelling on the one reason that it was in my control and I could have done something about it, that I could do better. You know, I, I, I take the responsibility a hundred percent, even when I know that's ridiculous. So I'm like, it's my job to get the team to play as, a, as their coach, as their leader. So what did I do wrong? Where did I fail? And so many times I would go over, well, you know, I gave a really good pep talk and we practiced a lot. So what was it? And I've come to realize more and more over the years that it's about, it's about what the team, it's, it's can you get that team to really believe in those ridiculous things? Can you get them to believe in a mission statement or just in a lot of cases, a couple of words? Um, can you get them to believe that the people around them will fight for them and will not let them down? And can you get them to believe that in doing their part, they can't let them down? Can you get them to believe that their coaches have their best interests at heart, truly, and are putting them in a position to succeed, even if they don't always agree with it? 
can you get them to believe that they are on a team of elite athletes and therefore by being on that team that says something powerful about them that is what makes uh that's what makes strong individually talented skaters into an amazing team and until you have that you'll always have people like ready to quit ready to give up on a game a drill a situation a practice when it doesn't go their way when the small town outlaw teams that did the best of like the teams that I've coached played the best games they truly believed that they could be competitive and have fun and enjoy each other like they believed that and they took that into every game that no matter what happened they were going to compete and they were going to have fun and they were and that at the end of the day they liked each other some people have left that team myself included and it's visible on the track that that belief has been shaken it has been shaken and when that belief is shaken when anybody chooses that they don't believe that anymore they are only a little bit of discomfort and frustration away from giving up on the game plan and giving up on the team they don't do it on purpose you can't blame them for it you can't yell at them and say you gave up on the team what's the matter with you it's not on them all right as leaders this is part of the tough thing that's on us it's on us to somehow get players to believe that they're part of something important to get them to fight for what's behind them because they love it not because they hate what's in front of them not because they hate their opponent but because they love the league and the coaches and the players that they fight for and the only way that you do that well if you go back to my last episode you got to build trust you've got to build a lot of trust my team right now uh in Traverse City i'm still trying to figure out what they what they necessarily believe i think that they do believe that they are on an excellent team and that their position on that team says something great about them i hope that we can make it much more than that i know some of them will listen to this so i'm going to tell you another secret and this is good to share with everybody i don't tell anybody what to believe as a coach i don't believe that's for me to do i do not tell them this is the mission statement you're all going to get behind this i do not tell them uh exactly what they have to believe i try to come from a place of believing in it myself i believe in them i believe in the players that show up and work hard and i tell them so as often as sounds realistic i would probably tell them more and be annoying i tell them very often when they do well i encourage them greatly when they're struggling because they're on their way to something excellent and i try to remind them that the struggles they are having are because they are part of a really good team and it's supposed to be hard the object is to get them to believe in each other believe in me believe in their league but you can't order them to you have to build it you have to build it i truly hope that small town finds the way to believe in each other again it's 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 painful to see a team in that place that used to 
that used to be it used to be a team that was all about each other, and now that belief's been shaken. I hope they get it back. I'm happy for Dead River. I'm happy that they have something to believe in in their mission statement. I hope that they can keep that in mind when it gets hard, because it will get hard. People will question it. People will be cynical. They will show up at the door jaded and damaged from their experience in life. And, it will, and they will have to be, in a way, uh, they'll have to be brought around. They'll have to be given something to believe in all over again. So I hope that you're up to the challenge. When I think about how to end the podcast or how to end this little story or this little uh, Coach Dan talk, it's tempting to break into song and sing something like Poison's Something to Believe in or do some nonsense like that. But I think what I'll do on my way out just for right now is to try to ask you all, all of you, to remember that each person out there that you're trying to lead, that you're trying to influence, is fighting a battle. They've been through a lot. They're still in it. The battle goes for as long as, as we are human in so many ways. They've been let down. They've been hurt. They've been disappointed. And now they've shown up at your door to do something brave that they foresee as a chance to do something positive for themselves. They come to you and it's completely, you have to understand, it's completely from self-interest and that's okay. They want, they want to do something good for themselves. They like the idea of getting to know uh, other adults and make friends. They, they like the idea of getting to be part of a family and all these things that you may believe right now, but they're going to have trouble believing it just because you tell them about it, just because you say it, all right? And they are the hero of their own story. And they are battling villains left and right. And because of what they've been through, they're always on the lookout for more villains, people who are going to pump them up, tell them things, and then let them down. So before you tell that person that they have to give up all that stuff and start being a team player, start acting like part of a team, start doing what's best for the team. Before you start doing that to them, make sure you give them something to believe in. Make sure you give them something to fight for. When you are on a team that is ready to fight because they love what they are a part of, now that's going to be a formidable team. I hope you've enjoyed this little Dan talk. Thank you very much for tuning in. And I'll see you on the track.
Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our Apex Predator T-Rex or jam llama to messages like roller derby strong and my mom plays roller derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show.